and here we go. We um we just walked in the door. We did. We literally we, like we did not wait. No. We basically didn't say a word to each other. We have not said a we've I yeah, we've um, kept it very quiet since But what the we did do was we just watched The Batman. The Batman. And to be honest with you, I think it might be the Batman. Honestly, Dom, I I can't like. I I was expecting it to be really good. I'd heard a lot of good things. People that I I like listening to when I want to hear a review for a movie also really liked it. So I had an expectation that I was probably going to enjoy it a, a decent amount, and it it still just every expectation I had was. Now, li- listen, I, I, am, I met or exceeded when it comes to superheroes and when it comes to espe- especially DC. Yeah, I'm partial to Batman as a character. Yes. Period. Yes. Regardless of the medium. Right. And this like I, I think this movie tops all of them. Batman to me is like the only superhero character that I watch like. I've watched like the animated movies and I've watched, I've read some Batman graphic novel. Like I don't do that with Spider-Man or, or Iron Man or Superman. Like the only character that I have explored outside of like live action movies has been Batman because Batman is, that's just who, that's just what that character is to me. Built different. He is. (laughs) And guess what? In this movie, he's built different too. Dude, it's somehow like this is what like the seventh Batman in since Batman movies have like live been action, made, like live, live action, action Batman yeah, probably six or seven, and it, it still felt like a whole a wholly different new yes. version that didn't feel too similar to any of the that's, other Batmans. And that's all. That's really all that I could think about. Listen, it and it did it did plenty to at times kind of pay homage to the films that had come before it. Yes. Um, it didn't, it didn't shy away from like, we all, we all kind of know who Batman is. Right. No Batman. He's, he's still going to have the gadgets and he's still going to have certain it was things so, about it. It was so, it was so grounded and it was so familiar. Yeah. But also at the same time, this was a Batman like we had never seen. This was a Bruce Wayne like we had never seen. Right. This was a Gotham like we had never had seen. Had never seen. And and Riddler was a villain like we had never like seen. Like we had never seen. Yeah. I, I and I thought it was brilliantly balanced yes. to have some level of familiarity and, right. and and some of the shots and some of the lines you were like, Oh, okay, like I see where they got that from right. in, in past Batman stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was wholly original. Right. As far as how it was executed. And also from it was, like... It was great. It pulls from like other like noir crime. I mean, this is, again, in in a similar way that it was hard to like say that The Dark Knight was a superhero movie. It felt more like just a straight up crime movie that right. happened to have Batman in it. This felt like a, like a classic noir film that just, again, just kind of happened to have Batman in it. It just happened to be in Gotham, and, also, and Batman happened to be there. Right, and it, right? It, it takes it one step further because, you know, when when the film starts, it's almost, 
you're kind of getting like horror vibes. Yeah. With Batman yeah. as mm-hmm. who as the monster. There's like some then, legit horror scenes in this there's movie. There's like some legit horror. Um, yeah. There is, to a degree, some romance. There mm-hmm. is yeah. certainly a lot of drama. A lot of drama. Um, it and it's just like this film is like gothic to its core. Yes. And it was incredible to watch. It was. Um, the the main the main issue that people are having with this film is that it's too long. Yeah. It's th- it's just about three hours. Two hours it, and fifty six. It might minutes, as well be three hours. It's ba- yeah, it's three hours. Um. And it doesn't feel it. I mean, no. it, it, you can you know that it's long, but the the problem with a lot of long movies is mm-hmm. they tend to slow things down at the wrong time. There's always going to be kind of ebbs and flows in the pacing of a film. Right. The issue is when... Especially one that's this long. Right, right. right. The issue is when those ebbs and flows are mistimed. Right. And there were certainly some slower points in this movie, Mm -hmm. but they always brought it back um, with the storyline and then just general like action type pacing Right. in a way that kept you engaged with the movie. For me, um, I noticed you know, the way that they um, would cut in and out of Batman versus Bruce Wayne. Um, And they kind of use that to their advantage to keep you drawn to the screen. You were never, uh, you were never like, it was never oversaturated with all Batman or all Bruce Wayne or all Catwoman. The the Mm -hmm. character balance I thought was basically lined up perfectly with how the story flowed yeah. to really keep you wanting to know what's going to happen next. And also you were interested in every single character that you saw, right? Every single one had so much depth to it, even mm-hmm. without having to, you know, slap us across the face with backstories. Right. Um, they were all so interesting in and of themselves. Mm-hmm. And when you put them together, um, I think that this movie was rightfully three hours long. Yes. It, nothing felt particularly unnecessary i think this movie to me i mean matt reeves has kind of proven over the years that he is able to take big budget storytelling and make it a a a dramatic affair like he's he's not afraid to take because he did uh his last two movies before this one were the uh films two and three in the newer planet of the apes trilogy right and those movies took a a very serious and and dramatic look at that that franchise and the potential that it could have to be a a legitimate like a serious story about survival and like human instinct and all these different things so this movie to me just kind of continues to prove that matt reeves can basically do whatever he wants because like if he needs three hours to tell a Batman movie, then yeah, I think, I think he does. Cause he uses his, like he uses his time so well and so efficiently throughout again, like you said, like you said, the movie does, it it, it does ebb and it does flow. and, And there are slower moments and moments where it feels like not a lot is happening. But even in those moments, I think it, if we were to go back and watch again, we'd see that there is actually a lot happening in those slower moments. Like anytime Bruce is with Alfred, Alfred, uh, who's played by Andy Serkis, yeah, who also played Caesar in all of the uh, Planet of the Apes movies. A little connection there. 
Um, he's only in the movie for th- four four scenes. We're trying to avoid spoilery stuff here because we want to get this out, and then we'll we'll get to dive that. a little deeper but later on. His, but his role was fairly limited as far yeah, as his role. Yeah, time. for for a three hour movie, he wasn't in it very much, but he still had a lot of impactful moments. And usually they did come in kind of the slower points of the film. So whenever Alfred is around and it does feel like things have slowed down a bit, you still get these great moments of of dialogue, of of conversation between Bruce and Alfred, kind of really contextualizing why Bruce is such a a recluse in this iteration. Right. Because most iterations of Batman, we don't really get that. I think they dive into... At least in, not initially. Right. We They dive into that more like when Bruce is an older man or, you know, when he starts, like, killing bad guys. That kind of, like, that's when Bruce Wayne becomes a recluse. I actually... I like the idea of Bruce Wayne not being fully over the fact that his parents were murdered. Right. And that being something that is, like, always been attached to him yeah and has always kind of held him back and it's it it is because of like the point in his, in bruce wayne batman's career that we're in because it's framed in that part of his life i i i it was it was like refreshing to get that and not just yeah. like immediately see him as like this playboy billionaire who takes advantage of his money in the spotlight and then obviously moonlights as Batman right, and, at night. And this this version of Bruce Wayne was never really that kind to throw his money around. Right. But everybody in Gotham still knows who Bruce Wayne is. Right. They, they still know the Wayne family. And this was a different this was a different Wayne family than we had been shown in yeah. previous iterations. Mm-hmm. Um I also really enjoyed just the overall setting of this film. Mm-hmm. This version of Gotham, I think, was a little more New York than it was Chicago. Yeah. Um, but this version of Gotham was a little more unique than others we had seen before. Mm-hmm. They kind of created their own city. You could um, you could really feel the crime-ridden rightness of it all. Right. I mean, when you watch like when you watch Nolan's Batman, you're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, it's Chicago." It's Chicago. And I mean, they film in Chicago, but they right, don't shy right. away. They don't try to hide the fact right. that it is just Chicago. Yeah. And also, like Nolan's movie, like this isn't really a, a negative or a criticism, but Nolan's movie, like the city feels a little more polished maybe yeah, in those yeah. movies that like this 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 city of Gotham feels dirty. There's no, there's like never a clean, which I think is what Gotham should be, right? And that's what I, one thing I loved, like you just felt every scene you were in, every setting they they brought you into, things just kind of felt a little, like there was just a layer of dust on everything almost, like right, you could feel kind of that grimy nature of of the actual physical setting that of the entire movie really even like even Bruce's even where Bruce is living which I guess is in Wayne Tower did we it it looks it like, seemed it, like I, it cuz I don't want to get into yeah. spoilers but I think that there's a moment where it shows basically Wayne Manor and Wayne Tower as one as and the it same. seemed like that's what they were alluding to but even even so even what Wayne Manor felt disheveled even where Bruce lives just didn't really feel like it right. was like there's, this there's clean, nothing complete polished. About even God. even the billionaire himself is not 
this polished, clean guy. Right. And right? then it's also, so it's, it's basically set in modern times. Yeah. Um, it, they never really give a, a specific year. Um, we know that his, his, his parents died in 2001. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how the timeline fits into where we are now. Right. But even like the technology available in Gotham, like you'll see, um, you'll see the, the Batmobile for one. Um, but like the technology he has at his disposal, you're like, mm -hmm. oh, it, it, he probably has all this stuff because he's rich. Right. But none of it's like over the top. It's not. So, yeah. And, and there's a little bit where you can tell he's kind of coming into his own as the detective side of Batman where he's right. finally getting these technologies. He's able to do more right. with his resources. Mm -hmm. But so much of this version of Gotham just feels old. Like it, right. it feels like Gotham City is behind the rest of the world. Right. Because when you when you take into account when you're watching it, it looks like Gotham would be set like in the late nineties. Yeah. That's kind of the vibe you get. Right. But then you realize when you put the pieces together, oh, this is supposed to be happening like, today. It's supposed to be this twenty now. It's supposed to be twenty twenty one in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. It feels like Gotham like hit it feels like Gotham hit two thousand one and then just stopped. Yeah. Stop developing, and even like even the even the tech that like Bruce has at his disposal, there's a little there is certainly like it is certainly stuff that we don't like quite have access to yet like ourselves, but even the the super advanced advanced stuff that he uses is still kind of a little more grounded than other versions of Batman gadgetry we've seen right in the past ten years. Even dude, even the Batmobile. The Batmobile is a modded 1967 Camaro. Which, do you by know the how way, fucking cool this that is, is? The best Batmobile. Oh, dude, without a doubt, and probably one of the best chase scenes in any bat in any movie ever. Like some of dude, some of the coolest, at least like mobile cinematography I've yeah. ever seen. Oh man, with with the cameras mounted to the cars, right. And, and it's a scene that if you've watched the trailers, you're going to know it's coming. Right. We've all kind of seen glimpses of it. Yes. Um, and for good reason, because it is one of the better parts of the film. I Dude, would say. it is. It's so, so good. And, and I love, so kind of, I guess, <clears throat> kind of going with that whole cinematography idea. Mm -hmm. So many beautiful shots. So much, so many cool shots that use shadows and yeah. that use like silhouettes of the different characters. Right. The the use of lighting in this movie was it, it was so Crazy. well done mm -hmm. to kind of create like like I kind of mentioned before that horror aspect of Batman. Yeah. Where you see him coming out of the shadows or you right. hear him but you don't see him until he wants to be seen right. that kind of thing. Or just having so like like the Riddler lives in the shadows in so many parts yeah of this or he's or he's a silhouette at the top of the uh the top like the the mezzanine is that what you would call it like in the where they when they're having the yeah, memorial yeah, for yeah, the yeah. mayor and there, and that's another that's another shot they teased in the trailer right right where you know there's a lot of at least with the riddler a lot of blink and you'll miss it type yes. type shots and mm -hmm. it's it's very cool and a lot of a lot of looking back, a lot of what was in the trailer is uh, impactful, but the right. trailer doesn't really 
give anything away. No, it really it, doesn't. It, it can't really prepare you for the type of story that they're trying to tell. Right. Um, right. It it did seem completely new. And credit credit to the trailers for keeping yeah. it pretty much yeah. under pretty pretty much the main plot line under lock. Right. Other than knowing that the Batman's trying to catch the Riddler and Catwoman's there and there's a bunch of other characters, then otherwise you don't you won't really know anything going in. Right. Like, and it, and you do get like some of the some of the characters will always be in every single Batman movie. Right. Alfred and, and Gordon. And, of course. Yeah. Um, of course, Bruce Wayne. It seems like we've seen a lot of different versions of Selena Kyle as well. Uh-huh. Um, even the, the, the mobs, the yeah, Carmine, uh, Carmine Falcone, Falcone. And I don't know that we're, we actually ever see Maroney. No, I think Maroney's um, locked there's, up. There's a lot of talk about Maroney. Yeah. Cause Maroney's but, like the big, bust they've um, made in the past five years or whatever. John Turturro as Carmine Falcone I thought was Dude, incredible. He um, he killed that's, it. I, that's, I think, maybe the best that we've seen him, at least in a long time. Oh, yeah. Um, well, especially because of the fact that, you know, he's been in five Transformers movies in the past decade <laughs> right. and a half. But, like, down to, like, his costume design. Oh, yeah. Was, like, uh, the way they dressed him up and the way he, he just, I don't know, he just kind of... He kind of wedged into that role so well, and it, they, it felt new, and it felt like a, a unique take on the character. And it was convincing. And it was super convincing. Yeah. Same with, uh, same with, allegedly Colin oh, Farrell. Allegedly, as uh, as the Penguin. I don't as think Oz we'll Cobblepot. Have, we'll never know. We'll never truly know. If it, it listen. I, listen, I didn't see him put the I didn't see him put the makeup on. I therefore, st- I still have my doubts. It could be bullshit. I don't know because I don't know how. Colin Farrell, but he, he man, he chews up his scenery. Oh yeah, and to Zoe Kravitz, to her credit, as uh, Selena Kyle, she does a really good job too. I, I thought she was a again probably a a better version of Catwoman than we've seen in recent Batman movies that have had Catwoman. Yeah, I know a lot of people will probably think or say that Michelle Pfeiffer is still like the the peak of the character. I I I'm not really, I I mean she yeah Michelle Pfeiffer's great in the old Batman movies but I don't know I I thought she brought a lot of a lot of complexity to the character yeah and I, I'm trying to I'm trying to like word this I'm trying to word things without spoiling anything because I think we haven't I don't think we spoiled anything yet no and I I think so good for us as far, good for us hey, look at us look at us who would have thought not me not me Hell I no. um. <clears throat> I thought that kind of as one of my last like character notes, mm-hmm. I thought that the three, like I guess comic book like most comic booky characters, yeah. Batman, Catwoman, and the Riddler. Yeah, I thought they were they they felt like comic book characters in right. in such a dark and grounded movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they didn't. They didn't stray too far away from like what the story is, which at the right. end of the day, it is a, a superhero movie. Right. Um, and I think that you could sense that in those characters more so than like the mob yeah. bosses and the police officers and things right. like that. But there, like, there were still hints of that. So, right. like, if you're going into this expecting Marvel, you're not going to get it. No, not but even if you're, a little. But if you're if you're looking to if you're looking to kind of be satisfied with 
the comic book side of things. I think you'll get plenty right. of you get plenty of it for sure. Right. But I don't think it, it doesn't seem like at least that was Matt Reeves' intention, Robert Pattinson's intention, Zoe Kravitz. Their intention, like it, it really does. It feels like like a mystery thriller, like detective style film right and one of the main detective our main character just happens to be a guy who dresses in an all black suit and has some cool tech to help him out and he also looks right. like a bat like if he, if this were like he lives with bats and he lives with bats and she lives of course with cats. and she lives with cats why also not? why do, wouldn't you why wouldn't you if you're yeah. a cat woman if you're trying to if you're trying to emulate emulate the She's she's em- Catwoman and emulate? she's a Catwoman. Yeah, she's also. Feist- I'm not gonna. Yeah, you did no, go- no, 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 I'm not no, gonna. Come on, what's wrong with you? You um, didn't have to do that, <laughs> dude. I honestly, I was um not like sh- not shocked because again, like I guess I I I expected it to be good, but and I, and I you know having seen other movies from Matt Reeves as a director. But man, the the cinematography, the use of the use of of shadows in beautiful wide shots, and the way that the the or the fact that like everything happens either at night, at dusk, or at dawn. It, it, there's right. never really, I guess, the only like true daytime scene is the memorial scene, and also one of the only scenes where Bruce is actually just Bruce. I think it's the right. only scene where he's Bruce in public. Maybe there's one more. There, there's one more. There's but one more, but it's not like in public. Public. You'll see. You'll see. You'll you'll understand what we're um, you'll understand what we're saying. But like, you know, we do get a decent amount of like the mix of Bruce Wayne and, and Batman. But Bruce Wayne is legitimately a recluse in this because there's only kind of one scene where he is actually in the spotlight as Bruce Wayne, and it's daylight out. And it's also very intriguing. And it the, is. Like that, that, and I think because you don't see a lot of just Bruce Wayne, when Bruce Wayne alone is on the screen, yeah, you are listening to what he has to say and you're, you're right. watching his actions. You're, you're really, yeah, you're looking at how you, he, it kind of, it kind of ropes you in because you're like, oh, this, this yeah. must be important. If it's important enough for Bruce Wayne, it's important enough for me. Right. And also, I mean, Robert Pattinson, as Bruce Wayne, does not say a lot. No, and I think that that kind of that kind of forces him into this reality of having to kind of use his his physical stature, you know, use these idiosyncratic movements in his eyes, the way he, the way he, you know, furls his eyebrow, like. There are so many small things that you have to watch to actually, to actually like get an emotional gauge from him, and he does right. a really good job of portraying these different emotions by saying pretty much nothing, saying yeah. very little. For the now, most part, like he he talks a lot with Alfred when he's at like, it's really again, it's just when he's in public, he acts as a recluse, which is quiet, withheld, reserved. Not very interactive, and I think I think Robert Pattinson did a really well, good and I, job. And I think this, I think Pattinson's version of Bruce Wayne is very fitting for his version of Batman, right? And and that's kind of 
you know, I, I the one thing I did mention to you after the movie was I thought anybody could play Batman. Right. And to a degree, I stand by that. I think anybody could play Batman in the suit. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that anybody could build up the character of Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. well enough to play a convincing Batman that it, it kind of stays in line with that character, Bruce Wayne. Right. Because there's always that aspect of Batman. He's trying to hide who he is. Right. Um, right. And I think that's what makes playing Batman behind the suit difficult. Mm-hmm. And that's what Robert Pattinson did very well. Right. Um, there are. There are pieces of and and the the character is built this way because this is year two Batman. Right. There are pieces of Bruce Wayne that kind of shine through mm-hmm. when he's in the suit, and right. there's also plenty of Batman that is living in Bruce Wayne when he's right not in the suit. Right. Right. And that that balance I think is hard to find, and and Pattinson did it very well. Right. I think there's a, this is getting I'm gonna I'm gonna avoid spoilers. There's a moment where. Um, I think Bruce as Batman starts to kind of realize that maybe people might have an idea. There are a couple, maybe two moments in the movie where he realizes I'm being a little too, like both of my lives are starting to merge and I think people might be catching on. But it's not like an, it's not really ever like an explicit moment where someone's like, hey, you're Batman. Like, you know, but there are moments where these, there are these interactions well, or these things that he sees in, in, a, in a space where he starts to realize, okay, maybe, I'm, maybe I am not hiding this. Maybe I'm, by being such a recluse, I'm not really hiding myself well enough. I don't even know. I don't know that it's that as much as I think he's just realizing that he can't do both at the same time. Right. Like he, he can't be both. Um at any given moment he he has to find that balance right um i think that uh we probably shouldn't say too much more i know i'm trying um, to like I'm tr- we're starting do to you, do you have any like just general negatives at all that you'd like to point out uh, the trailers before the movie kind of sucked <laughs> 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 the, the, I'd seen them all already, so I was like, "Well, this is fucking boring." Get to the movie. You know what? God, damn, come on. Fair enough. Um, I honestly, I initially no, I don't really have any major negatives. Yeah, I, I mean, it, listen, if if you're if you're trying to nitpick in your argument is that it's too long, I guess fine. If, f- if you don't, I guess if you don't like long movies, right? But as far as long movies go, yeah. This one has all the pieces it needs. It does. Um, I feel like it earns. It really does earn its runtime. So I think if that's a negative, that's more so personal preference than a flaw. With it the feels film. like, it, and that's it, fine. It feels verging on a nitpick, but again, I don't. I don't. I like long movies, so I. I, I, I enjoy that, sitting down like that for three hours. I think there was quite a bit of exposition that. Not wasn't uh, it? I don't know that it was unnecessary, but I right. think that there was just a lot of it. So you you kind of have to pay attention because they do do a lot of storytelling with the script, right? Um, which I don't think is a bad thing because it's always helping you to understand characters. Or it's like formatted in a way. Honestly, a lot of the exposition is told in like a twist, at or it, it is used in the form of a twist. 
Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that is a kind of a a subversive way to give exposition. It, it's better than just someone just being like, "Well, when this happened, this happened, and twenty years ago, uh, I this met happened. your dad, and, and then that's why and this Luke, is happening." I am your father, and that's not exposition. No, okay, come on. I was just trying. To... Come on, you didn't even I say didn't... it right. I know. Um, I know. But yeah, I think. There is a decent amount of exposition, but it doesn't. It didn't feel like unearned. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, that, the movie's done. Right. The movie does so much visually that it almost like feels nice to have characters t- t- just talking for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Like, so yeah. Um. So my dad, uh, this happened, and then you know I figured it out, and then like now I'm trying to do this. That was like when those moments did come. I was like, okay, this you is. You do nice. need it at times. Kind of just to take a breath because yeah, the, yeah. the the visuals and even like the the audio mixing it's all pretty heavy handed. It is. It um, is. It is. So sometimes you do just need like a little bit of quiet. Right. You oh. Need a little bit of speaking to break that up a bit. Last thing I do want to say before we wrap up, the score. Michael Michael Giacchino, I think is how you yeah. say his name. He he. I mean, this Batman theme is one of the a, a top tier superhero theme of all time. Yeah. I mean, it is it is that good. And the music, and the music, one- the overall, the soundtrack, his overall score is just so. It feels you know one of the one of my biggest issues with the MCU is that music wise, the scores kind of suck. They just do. They're, they're just boring and they're unoriginal and you could literally replace one movie's score and put it in another and you wouldn't really notice. This movie, the music has such an influence on each character in so many moments throughout the film. Yeah. And the sound design too, like you said, it's, it is heavy handed, but it's so like, it feels so impactful to hear these like over the top, super loud, just bangs and explosions and in clashes it puts you in the moment it, it really makes does. you feel like you're in the moment and i think the score does that a lot of moments as well yeah, i think and i really really like the theme the, man. the batman theme awesome. was was very good and there's so many variations of it that it right, like it doesn't right. get old it doesn't feel repetitive yeah um to kind of stick with the horror theme i thought of like Michael Myers theme song. Yeah. With, yeah. with this, the Batman, I guess it'll probably just be called the Batman on the, um, right. Uh, when the score is released, mm-hmm. which actually the score was released. I think, yeah. Before like for the film, like came on out. Tuesday or um, so maybe yesterday. could have listened to it up into this point, but, um, excuse me. There were, there were just so many different variations. It never felt old. It never felt repetitive. Right. Um, and it and it always fit very well with what we were seeing on screen. Right. Um right. yeah, I thought that was great. Um I guess kind of just to wrap up, we'll be we'll be of course releasing a spoiler uh, a spoiler full spoiler full review version. That'll um, be coming after the weekend. Yeah, we'll give you guys plenty of time to yeah. go see the movie. Yep. Um if you're listening to this, uh the movie's already out. It is. So go see it. It's, go this watch is, this it. This is probably opening day for you. Yes. Um, so go watch the movie. Um, this won't have any spoilers. No. Nope. Or it didn't. You have already listened. I think we, yeah, I think we, kept, it, we it. kept it pretty clean. So uh, Do you want to give a grade? Uh, oh, absolutely. I'll grade it. Let yeah? me give my final thoughts first. Yeah, yeah. Final thoughts. There, there was a line in the movie 
from uh, James Gordon where mm-hmm. he made a comment about Batman not pulling his punches. Oh, yeah. This movie didn't pull any punches. No. And at the same time, it was still very tactful. Yes. But um, I just thought, I thought for for a, a nuanced version of the Batman, it was just very well-rounded all together. Yeah. They're really, it was an A+. plus. That's kind of what I'm getting at yeah, here. It I, was listen, an A+. Plus. Listen, uh, I totally agree. I think it, it's... It's ext- it was an extremely ambitious take on Batman. Yeah. But when you've got a guy, when you have a director and a co-writer like Matt Reeves, who seems very, very confident in what he does and the stories he wants to tell, the ambition, it just feels like, like yeah, of course he's going to be ambitious because he has to, like, he just, it, it just, it's just how he works. Right. And I felt like, I felt that watching this movie, like you could feel the ambition, but it wasn't like blind ambition. It was ambition knowing that he can, he could go there with, with this character and with the story. It's, it is such a beautiful, it's a very respectful callback to noir in movies like, like seven and Zodiac um, Zodiac is another one that came to mind, but it, it, it never, it never feels like it's, it's copying those movies or trying to take advantage of what those movies did, it it is really like you said. It, it's it's an homage to those movies, but it also is its own take on that kind of storytelling. It's just kind of finding its place in the house right. that they built, and it you know? fit it, it and it wedged itself perfectly right around them. And that's I mean, those are my final thoughts. I think this movie is an A plus movie by far. No, again, not. Nothing that I like really would point out that I would was like this. I had a bit. I had a problem with it. Like this yeah. brought the movie. There was none of those moments. Right. And this movie is two hours and fifty six minutes long. So there were a lot of opportunities. There was a lot. There of were opportunities a ton of opportunities. To fuck it up, and they never did. And they didn't. It was awesome, man. That's it. All right, gang. Uh, we'll well, be, hey, we'll be back soon. We'll be back with a spoiler full review probably Monday or Tuesday. Into the week. Soon enough. Sometime into the week, so we're, you have the full weekend to go see it. Process what you've seen. Process we're going to do seen. the same. We're, we're saving some thoughts for that. Yes. Um, I'm sure we'll also have plenty others yeah. as we lay our heads down to sleep tonight. Well, I'm speaking for myself. You're, you're about to go to work soon. How does that feel? Okay. Anyway, uh, we hope you enjoy the Batman as much as we did. Uh, we hope to hear from you about it. Reach out yes. to us on uh, all of our social media platforms. We are at uh, Front Row Seats on Facebook. We are at Front Underscore Row Media on Instagram. We are at Front Row Media One at gmail.com. If you feel like sending us an email, go to Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify, leave us five star reviews. Please, please, please. Share with your friends, share with your mom, share with your dad, your dog, your aunts, your brothers, your sisters, your cousins, your... We're available everywhere. I ran out. We're easy to find. We appreciate feedback. Any, listen, anywhere that you listen to podcasts, we're there. We're there. I mentioned the first two. We're also on Stitcher. We're also on SoundCloud. Shout out our SoundCloud crew. Shout out SoundCloud crew. You guys are the real ones. Shout out SoundCloud for, Shout ho- out SoundCloud. for hosting all of our stuff. Yeah. We appreciate that. Otherwise, our library would just kind of disappear, you know? So we, we appreciate that. We appreciate you all. 
uh, stay tuned for more. Stay tuned. Uh, we'll be back very oh, soon. Gus, remember oh, that shit. scene in the Batman where Robert Pattinson starts sparkling in the sunlight? Yeah, dude. <laughs> like a freaking vampire. Bat and bat starts sparkling like a bitch. <laughs>